Welcome to the Zico Health Show, the ultimate weight management podcast. I'm your host, fitness nutrition expert, Narado Zico Powell. Let's get started. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Thank you for joining me on episode two of the Zico Health Show. Now, in episode one, I laid the groundwork for you. I gave you the foundation. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I recommend that you give this one a pause and go to that episode and give it a listen because it will set you up to have that foundation for your success. But as promised, in this show, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some of our daily habits that are quite vital. Nutrition and hydration. Because I always ask, if we work out for an hour to a day, we still have, well, about 90% of our day left, at least. Which time slot do you believe has a larger impact on you getting your results? Now, before I get into the actual episode, I want to answer a question that was posed to me by one of my listeners. Why do you recommend getting 5,000 steps before we eat? Well, I'm going to answer it this way. You see, cortisol, which gets such a bad rap, but it's really a very important hormone, especially when it comes to fat burning, is highest in the mornings. And by properly using cortisol, you can turn on that fat burning mechanism. But when you get up and the first thing you do is you eat, you run for food, then you're putting fuel in a tank that's already full, basically. But by moving around, getting 5,000 steps, you then tell your body, I have to burn what it has. And as it keeps doing so, you start to turn on, naturally turn on that fat-burning mechanism. And then, when you eat sensible meals throughout the rest of the day, and I'm going to get into that later in the episode of what sensible meals may look like for you, and then taking another five to 10,000 steps, you can keep that fat burning going. Now remember what I always say, a body in motion stays in motion, and a metabolism in motion stays in motion. Now I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't mention this. Before you make any changes to your nutrition protocol, speak to a medical professional, especially if you have any underlying health issues. For example, if you're diabetic, and you need to pay close attention to your blood sugar. Now with that being said, let's get this started. Let's start by talking about hydration, drinking water. Because I'm gonna tell you, most of us do not drink enough and it's, it's, it's a known fact. And hydration has many benefits that can help you on your journey of losing weight and feeling healthier. Now, let me say this. There are not a lot of studies that say, drink water, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. But hydration does have a lot of benefits for your body that can lead to you losing weight. So let's talk about some. Fullness. See, when the stomach senses that it's full, it sends a signal to your brain to tell you to stop eating. That pesky neurotransmitter leptin that I spoke about in my first episode. And you see, water can take up that space in your stomach, leading to that feeling of fullness. 
which of course reducing hunger and leading to you eating less. Water helps the body to recover from digestive issues, such as diarrhea and indigestion. Now some may ask, what does that have to do with weight loss? It actually has a lot. Because we are not just what we eat, but we are what we ingest and digest. Digestion reduces proteins to amino acids, lipids to fatty acids, and carbs to sugars. It begins as soon as you start to chew your food, and it continues in stages throughout your stomach and small intestines. That's where the food gets progressively smaller throughout the process. So what does that mean for me? Because proper digestion can help your body to break down food into the final end product so your body can use it as needed. So in fact, drinking water is essential to help your body to burn off fat from the food that you eat, what you drink, and stored fat. Drinking water can limit your intake of high sugary, high calorie drinks. There are studies now that show that adults that replace at least one serving of fruit juice with water lose more weight than their counterparts. But here's the tip with water. Do not wait until you're thirsty. Because by that time you're thirsty, you're behind the eight ball. You've been dehydrated. And at that point, we tend to turn to high sugary drinks, thinking that it quenches our thirst. But I have news for you. They do not. Sodas and high sugar drinks may actually dehydrate you more and tricks your body into thinking that you're quenched. Have you not realized that a couple hours after drinking soda, you're usually thirsty again? They do not quench your thirst. I don't care what the commercials say. Water helps with your workouts. Water helps your muscles, connective tissues, and joints to move correctly. And we all know how important that is. It also helps your lungs, heart, and other organs to work effectively as they ramp up activity during your exercise. How much water should we drink? We make this way more complex than it has to be. Simply put, I like the pee test. I can tell my hydration levels based on the color of my pee. I'm going to put a link to a hydration pee test in the show notes, so you can use it as a guide. Let's get into what most people have been waiting for, nutrition. We make nutrition way too complex. Yes, diet looks different for each person, but there are some general guidelines to follow. And I know I say this a lot, but I have to repeat myself. Before you make any dietary changes, especially if you have underlying health issues, talk to a medical professional. Now we know there are three main macronutrients, fat, carbs, and proteins. And I'm going to go over each of them a little bit. I'm going to start with fat. There are many high-fat diets, like paleo, the caveman diet, carnivore, mostly meat, almost zero carb and keto, the most popular, and needs no introduction. Whenever I do an assessment, one of the first questions that a prospective client asks is, which diet is best for me? Or I've met people who move from diet to diet, and even though they may lose some weight, they end up giving up during the process or get the weight right back, sometimes even more. 
So stop thinking about dieting. This mentality is short-term and only addresses the symptom, not the issue. So what do I mean by that? The reason that you are not losing weight may be related to your body's lack of ability to burn fat or ability to use sugars properly. So even though people have lost weight on these diets, that doesn't mean they are for you. Some of the habits I mentioned in the last episode, like walking, hydration, sleep. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and do it because implementing those daily habits properly can train your body to start burning fat naturally to handle sugars better. So the issue may not be what diet you're on, but how your diet, your, I say your body is actually handling the foods that you're eating. So let's talk about why some of these high-fat diets may not be for you. Studies have shown that high-fat diets can cause issues like raise your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol. They can have negative effects on intestinal permeability, even renal failure, because some of these diets tend to be high in protein as well. So if you decide to try a high-fat diet, you have to talk to a medical professional. Now, I'm not saying these diets are bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I eat a high-fat diet. But in the beginning, generally I recommend that you stick to incidental fat. That's fat that would come as a normal part of your meal. Don't seek it out. So, let's talk about olive oil that you may use to saute your spinach. Or fat that may come with your meat. Also, we need to recognize the difference between trans fat, saturated, and non-saturated fat. And this is important because your body handles different types of fats in different ways. So, saturated fat, typically found in meat, cheese, and other dairy foods. Unsaturated fat, typically found in plant sources like olives, nuts, and seeds. But don't think because it's meat-based, it only has saturated fat, and if it's plant-based, it only has unsaturated fat. Most of the time, they have a mixture of each. But meat-based tend to be more dominant in saturated fat, and plant-based tend to be more dominant in unsaturated fat. And when you buy your food, you can read the label, and it should tell you the amount of saturated versus unsaturated. Now here comes trans fat ruining the party. Now naturally occurring trans fat are produced in the gut of some animals and foods made from these products like milk and meat. These may contain small quantities of trans fat. But here comes the troublemaker, artificial trans fat or trans fatty acids. These are created in an industrial process that has hydrogen to liquid vegetable oils to make them more solid. You hear that? Man-made fat. There is debate in the nutrition community about how much saturated versus unsaturated fat we should eat. But the one thing they all agree on, we should limit trans fat in our diets. Companies use trans fats because they're easy to use, inexpensive to produce, and last a long time. Most research shows that trans fat raises your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and lowers your HDL, which is your good cholesterol. 
Eating trans fat increases your risk of developing heart disease and stroke and a bunch of other issues. It's also associated with high risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Trans fat has been clinically proven to cause weight gain even when participants are consuming a diet that didn't include enough calories to maintain their weight. Let me say that again. Even if you're in a calorie deficit, you're burning more than you're eating. Because you're eating trans fat, you may still gain more weight. It's not always about calories in versus calories out, but it's really about the quality of the food that you eat. To finish, I will say I am not a fan of non-fat or low-fat. And I will explain further detail as I get towards the end of this episode. Let's talk about protein. Because it is well known in the fitness industry that we need to eat adequate protein. But why? Why is protein so popular? Because it seems in the fitness industry, protein is the life of the party. The party doesn't begin until they show up. Protein breaks down to amino acids through the process of digestion. Amino acids are key for muscle building, strength, and recovery. But where it gets complicated is how much protein we should eat. I generally recommend 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. But there are variations, especially if you're an athlete or if you have any health issues that makes it challenging for you to metabolize protein. But one of the really good benefits of eating adequate protein, it's very satiating, sorry I can't talk. It fills you up and leaves less room for you to crave other foods. And as I get towards the end and I explain to you how to put your plate together, you're going to see why this is so important. There are apps like Sangsum Health, Apple Health, or MyFitnessPal, where you can set your macro goals, fats, carbs, and proteins. But for most of us, weighing our food, tracking what we eat, is just way too much of a chore. At the end of this episode, I will break down how to set up your plate so you do not have to track every bite. Here comes our buddy, carbohydrates. Now, carbs have gotten such a bad rap recently in the fitness, especially in the weight loss community. But our body needs carbs. And anyone who tells you otherwise, turn around, run away, and don't look back. However, it is important to manage your carb intake. For most of us who want to lose weight, we should not make carbs a large part of our nutrition plan. Even though our bodies need carbs, our bodies store excess sugars as glycogen and get this, fat. So I generally say, try to eat more complex carbs. If you haven't yet, download a glycemic index app on your phone. Eat carbs that register well on the index. They will generally be more complex carbs. These do not spike your blood sugar as much as simple carbs and keeping your blood sugar steady 
has many benefits that are not limited to just weight loss. Okay, here comes the fun part. Let's put this together. One, stay hydrated and use the P-test. I will put a link to the P-test in the show notes on ZikaHealth.com. Do not starve your body of fat and carbs because see, your body can use either one for energy. It's just that your body prefers to use one versus the other in different scenarios. Your body prefers carbs for quick energy. That's why athletes drink Gatorade or Powerade. Now, I'm not saying you should drink Gatorade or Powerade. I'm not saying what I'm saying, but that's how their body uses it for what they're about to do. Then your body can use fat for slow-burning energy throughout the day when you're not as active. Now, let's talk about what your plate may look like. Um, let's, let's put your plate together. I like this layout on Digestive Care Specialist website, and I'll put a link to that website in the show notes. And for those who are visual like myself, I'll have a picture of it as well. Make half your plate fruits and vegetables, and preferably non-starchy vegetables and fruit that register low on the glycemic index. Add some lean protein. And when I say lean protein, I don't mean boneless chicken. I absolutely cannot stand eating boneless chicken anyway. But fill a quarter of your plate with some good lean protein that you enjoy. Lean protein can include chicken, fish, lean beef, beans, tofu, eggs, or dairy products. Now be mindful of any allergies. And remember, if you have any underlying health issues, you may want to speak to your primary care physician licensed dietitian or registered nutritionist. I actually say registered dietitian or licensed nutritionist. Then they say, round out your plate with healthy carbs. So the last quarter of your plate can include higher carb foods, right? Like rice, pasta, potatoes, corn, bread products, or grains. But for best results, you want to stick to more whole grains, right? So that may include brown rice, wild rice, wheat berries, oatmeal, and whole wheat products. Now, For better results, instead of grains, you could add more fruit to your plate to provide healthy carbs. So remember to stick to grains and fruits though that register well on the glycemic index. I want to add a tidbit here. Limit the amount of processed foods that we eat. I always tell my clients, our body can break down what our body recognizes. And the more human additives and I say poisons that we put in our foods, really. It's hard for a body to really break those down properly. And in fact, can have a very bad effect on our health and our weight loss. So I'm not saying don't eat processed foods at all. But what I'm saying is try to stick to eating the way nature intends for you to eat. And the more you stick to natural foods, the better you will feel. Now, here are some adjustments you could possibly make. As you become more active, you can slowly increase your protein size because your muscles will need it for strength and recovery, right? If you move to an athlete level of activity, you can even increase your protein to half your plate. Or sometimes you may have to track it depending on if you're doing a specific sport. So that's when it may come down to downloading an app like MyFitnessPal or on your iPhone or on Samsung Health to track your nutrition, track your macros. You can also increase your carbs on your post-workout meals. 
And remember, the, the best time to have simple carbs is when? Post-workout. But even though you can have simple carbs in post-workout, don't go crazy with it and start to drink juice and try to, you know, high sugary drinks and try to make up for not having, you know, a lot of carbs throughout the day. Here's the tip on the glycemic index that can help. Most of them have a range. And usually, you know, the, they'll say the lower number is, if you stay within this number, it's complex. You stay within this middle range and it's um, okay, borderline. And then you stay the, the top range and it's more, okay, it's really simple carbs. Or for dumb dumb like myself, some of them are just color coordinated. You know, like yellow is okay, red is stay away, and green is good. I think I said it in the wrong order. It would be like green is good, yellow is okay, and then red is stay away. So throughout the day, you want to stick to green. But post-workout, you want to stick in the middle range, which is the yellow. And then always stay away from red. And that can make a huge difference for you as well. My last tip here is eat slowly and eat in this sequence. Your vegetables and protein first. Wait about six to eight minutes and then you eat your carbs. This can greatly reduce the amount of carbs you eat. And that can be vital for your weight loss. Because I like to paint this analogy. You ever been to a restaurant, and as you're eating, you feel like, oh, I'm going to want dessert. And then by the time the dessert shows up, 8, 10, 12, however, minutes later, you have to take it to go. Because that pesky neurotransmitter, leptin, has done its job. And it's signaled to your brain that you're full. So by saving your carbs for last, 6 to 8, even better, 8 to 10 minutes, but it, you may not be able to finish them because you're full leading to you eating less carbs, which can lead to more weight loss over time. Just that simple. So then eat in a parasympathetic state, a rest and digest state. Because it's in the name, rest and digest, where you relax, you're reading a book, you're having a good conversation with your friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, your wife, your husband, your kids, you know, when you're more relaxed and calm, you will eat slower, which over time can actually lead to you eating less. Because I've been guilty of this, rushing to get back to work or to whatever I'm doing or watching TV, and I just finish my plate. And at the end of the meal, about 10 minutes later, I can tell that I've eaten too much. But eating in a rest or digest state can help your body to digest your food better your hormones and your transmitters to work better, which overall leads to better absorption, better digestion, and it can also lead to more weight loss. And my last suggestion in every show, visit and subscribe to ZicoHealth.com. Go to the show notes section. You will get the notes from this and every episode, along with healthy recipes and fitness articles. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, 
friends, co-workers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.